What's up, nerds? ESPN Plus, the ESPN app. You won't see a team play worse than my team played yesterday. The New York Jets' performance yesterday was an embarrassment. You, you hired somebody that doesn't even understand what an SC Trojan is all about. Like, stop! Hi, I'm Brian Barnhart, voice of the Fighting Illini, and this is your home for Fighting Illini Sports. 98.9, the game. And now, broadcasting live and local, from the 98.9 The Game Studios in Effingham, Illinois, it's the starting lineup with Travis Sparks. Larry Bird, the Hick from Salt Lick. Yeah, Hick from French Lick. Whatever. And Eric Fry. Every time you say Bielema, I think of Brad Bielema. It's the starting lineup on 98.9 The Game. Welcome in. Welcome to the starting lineup here on a 98.9 via game ESPN radio. What's happening out there? It's a brand new week and the sun is shining and sun is shining all week it appears. So uh, that is a very good for that aspect. Yeah, maybe not the weekend though. Saw not that on the weather weekday. report. This, yeah, I know, but if you told me I would get five work days of good weather and then the weekend's going to be rainy i'd much rather take a sunny weekend hmm. maybe some people do have a, a four-day weekend or a five-day weekend depending on your easter schedule weekend schedule so it's travis sparks eric fry hanging out with you here on uh, this uh, monday and it is a monday april 10th 2023 and we got a good show lined up for you as always and it's a post weekend so we'll get you the top three moments in the uh, sports weekend uh, coming up as well as went up on uh, some uh, local sports as with this uh, great weather all uh, local sports are 100% go so we'll take a look at uh, Saturday's action might uh, take a peek at a uh, Friday's action as well we'll hit up on what happened in uh, the uh, major leagues this weekend and and who won a series. One localish team wins a series more than another, but we'll get into that as well as we'll hit up on some other national sports as well. NBA regular season is done and dusted. Uh, Travis can finally start watching NBA basketball mm-hmm. as the uh, playoffs officially are set to begin. I guess we depending on whether you count the play-in tournament as the official playoffs. But uh, the play-in tournament will begin uh, tomorrow, and we'll take a look at uh, that, as well as uh, the NHL. Some history made uh, there this weekend, as well as I think it is the uh, final regular season uh, week for uh, the uh, National Hockey League with a couple of playoff spots still up for grabs. And we'll hit up on uh, some NASCAR as well, the race from yesterday, and recap our NASCAR Pick'em game as well coming up in the pod. Plus some U of I news. And U of I news. Breaking news. Breaking news. Mm -hmm. Good breaking news? Bad breaking news? Depends on what your definition of good and bad is. Is Carbello coming back? No. Is uh, Adam Miller coming back? No. Mm. 
But we did land somebody. Didn't land us somebody. Hmm. Well, I did see uh, that Epps went to uh, Georgetown, yep. hopping up on that new regime after bouncing uh, Patrick Hewing out of there. Yep. But, uh, Speaking of new regimes, congratulations to, by the way, Roger Powell. Yeah, new man at Vandy. Yeah, getting the new job. So, uh, yeah, big congrats to him for sure, the Reverend Roger Powell. Yes. So, uh, we'll explore uh, that Illini news. I guess I'll have to look that up, see what Eric's talking about. But uh, we'll get into it a little bit later. Of course, the startup lineup would not be possible without the uh, folks from McMahon Meats, Tingley Insurance Agency, Wet Pools and Spas, Worth Computer Repair and at the top of the state of bank. So looks like we got a lot to get to here today. So if we don't get to everything here on the Trust Hour, we'll squeeze it into a, the a podcast and look that podcast up on your favorite podcasting platforms. All right, so uh, let's go and let's hit the ground running and let's get it started with what we always do and let's lead it off with First Things First. Before we get into the show, First things first. And we're starting off with the weekend's action there in Augusta as the Masters is done as it wrapped up yesterday. Uh, thank goodness we had uh, some uh, good weather and a mm-hmm. lot of golf yesterday due to uh, the uh, pushback around a number three as this festivities had to get pushed back on a Friday. And, hey, how about those trees falling down yeah, scary. Uh, there as well? Yeah, hopefully the, all, all the patrons were yeah, uh, all right. No injuries. So. Yeah, so that was uh, just crazy to see trees coming down on Friday. And then uh, they got some action in on Saturday, uh, but then they eventually had to uh, call that off due to some heavy rainfall. And so they finished up on a Sunday. And then it was Brooks Kepka leading into the day, and then he – didn't have a great round number four, and it was the Spaniard, John Rahm, taking it as he finishes 12 under for the Masters Tournament with a final round 69 to take home his first green jacket, his second major, but first green jacket for John Rahm. Sorry, I'm broke. <laughs> oh, geez. Come on now. Be nice. Come on. No. Three over on Sunday. He had a four-shot lead, Travis. Yeah, Rahm didn't win lead. this. Yeah. Kepka gave it to him. Yeah, a little bit. Mm-hmm. I mean, you you shoot a 75 on Sunday at Augusta, you're not winning. Yeah. It's plain and simple. Like, scores weren't super low all week. No. You know, but I think I saw where, you know, when because these two, these two were in the final pairing that resumed on Saturday. Mm-hmm. And at one point, Kepka had a four-shot lead. During yeah. the the third round, mm-hmm. so Sunday morning he has a, a four shot lead. By Sunday afternoon, he's three back and out of it. Right, basically, yeah. It was a seven shot swing in a matter of seven hours. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can't tell me that's not choking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, especially how great he started uh, yes. his first two rounds. This was his two win, and mm-hmm. he lost it. Yeah, he did definitely. And uh, hey, yeah, he didn't play well down the stretch someone who did play well and i give credit where credit's due is phil mickelson yeah he did mickelson had a great sunday yeah he did 65 on sunday and finishes tied for a second yeah he was there waiting if rom 
had a bad back nine. Yeah. You know, because at, at one point he was only 10 under and yeah. Phil was still sitting at eight under yeah. in the clubhouse. So. Yeah. So, and, and Jordan Spieth as well. Who, oh, who yeah. Ended up they were in the same seven pairing. Under. They and, were in the same pairing. Yeah. On I don't Sunday. know what those two had for lunch before they <laughs> yeah. went out there, but man, they were shooting what a some group. good golf. Yeah. Yeah. So, for sure. uh, you know, those, and Travis, I got, again, I got to give credit where credit's due. Three players from Live in that top five. Mm-hmm. Yep. I, I, Patrick Reed. Patrick Reed also, Tied yeah. For like fourth. you said. Um, so I got to give credit where credit's due, even though I don't want to. Mm-hmm. But again, if you're the PGA Tour, this couldn't have gone better. <laughs> you had what you wanted. You had PGA versus Live in the final pairing, and the Live guy choked. Mm-hmm. And kept kicking him out and say, no, we're not washed up. Look at how we finished. Yeah, you choked. Well, and also it's good for uh, Kepka that, yes, he did choke, but he still had uh, two of his other uh, live brethren finish in the top five as well. Right. So that's kind of what he was saying there. So yes. if if uh, Phil A and Patrick Reed don't have uh, finish in the top five, you probably talk a little bit more about how uh, Kepka blew this and let, how it's uh, uh, the live guys falling flat on their face. Let me ask you this, though. On that Sunday, at the start of the final round, mm-hmm. when Brooks led by, I think, three or four? Yeah. Who was more pressure on, Brooks or Rom? I mean, Rom was I would the only one say... striking distance of Kepka. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was basically those two. It was really. the weight of the PGA Tour was on John Rom's shoulders. Yeah. I would say there's probably a little bit more pressure on Brooks. Yeah, I would say the the pressure is all on him. See, I I would say not because if you're Rom, you have the established brand that's trying to hold on mm-hmm. and try and prove that no, these players are not the top players in the world. We still are, and you have to catch the guy, or he has to fall back to you. One of the two. Right. Yeah, it's just uh, so much pressure playing with uh, the lead at Augusta, but particularly a tournament that you haven't won yet, I, and uh, you always seem to perform well right. in majors a few years ago, and then now since your injury and you jump to live. I think it's just about even because here's why. John Rom could have came out and shot 12 under. If Brooks doesn't come out and shoot – if Brooks come out and shoot 10 under, it doesn't matter what John Rom does. He can't catch him. That's why I think there's more pressure on second because you have to be perfect and hope the guy in front of you falters. Yeah. You know, you can't just go out there and be like, oh, I can just hit this wherever. And, you know, John, he did what he needed to do. Was Mm -hmm. he flashy in doing it? Nope. But he made the putts and made the shots he needed to when he needed to make them. Yeah, what, what, yeah, she started off the tournament, whole entire tournament, and not so well. And uh, he ended up uh, finishing and winning the whole tournament. I think it was uh, double bogey, triple bogey, quadruple bogey, yep. or something like that yep. on the uh, very first hole. And he told a funny story about I think it was Zach Ertz who texted him uh, about that. And then he goes and does that in his first hole. But then, hey, it's not how you start, it's how you finish. And he finishes at the top. Uh, lo 
alone uh, there. And there was a lot of talk as well about uh, Brooks not being exactly happy with the uh, grouping in front of him with, uh, I think it was Victor Hovland and Patrick Cantlay, yeah. particularly Patrick Cantlay playing not so super fast as uh, Brooks, I think, put it that the group in front of us was brutally slow. So uh, that was kind of a big talking point out of the out of the Sunday was just how slow that uh, they played. And uh, Brooks said that John had to use the restroom like seven times and they still had to wait. That is such a guy looking for an excuse. I guess, but, you know, Brooks is always the type of guy that hates those players that uh, you, play slow. You know what, though? It makes total sense, Travis. Who's someone else who's notorious for choking at Augusta? Greg Norman. <laughs> Greg Norman's notorious for choking at Augusta. Yeah. And here's so. his his Liv guy that's trying to make sense of it all and trying to prove that Liv is good and his golf is the right way to go. And he chokes. Yeah. How fitting. Hmm. Yeah, I guess that's a, a fair point. So... Uh, you know, it was those two in the final group. It was how good Phil and Spieth were in uh, their group. And how about a Sam Bennett, the yeah. amateur? Unfortunately, he was in striking distance at one point in this tournament, but he had a bad third round. He had a yeah. 76, uh, but he still finishes two under in the tournament. And so that was uh, great for an amateur to be uh, right there in striking distance in round number three. I mean, there was a possibility after that second round, you're thinking, oh, maybe he could potentially slide in that final group or the Mm -hmm. second to last group or whatnot. But uh, he ends up with a 74 on round number four to finish out his great masters tournament. Yep. Yep. Uh, Very, very impressive for an amateur. First mm-hmm. to make the cut. Because there's a lot of marquee people that didn't make the cut. Right. And then uh, particularly, uh, of course, another talking point here is, uh, well, Mr. Uh, Tiger Woods, who uh, yeah, had to uh, get through the whole segment without to uh, withdraw from the uh, tournament after making the cut, thanks to his good friend, Justin Thomas, who just happened to bogey 18 in the uh, second round. I think he did 17 and 18. I know is 18 for sure to have the cut line just fall just below and uh, squeeze Tiger in there. Uh, But then he eventually had to withdraw on uh, Sunday, so he couldn't complete his third round. So yeah, it and and the third round he did play. I know it was rainy on Saturday when he was out there. Yeah, but I think he went eight over through his first nine holes. Yeah, like, I saw him hit in the water a couple the, of times. I think it was like 15. Are we getting to the point, Travis, where it's sad? I heard the it announcers is, yeah. on the on, on kind of like the pre, pre-game show or whatever. I was bored on Sunday morning and there was nothing else on. So I was watching Mike Tirico and the crew kind of talking about him. And they even were questioning his legacy is what it is. Right. The fact that he came back from that car accident to play any competitive golf Mm -hmm. and to make three out of the four major cuts is incredible. Yeah. But what's driving him now? He did tie a record this weekend for Mm -hmm. most consecutive Augusta cuts made. Yep. But what is driving him anymore? Yeah. Because again, it's getting to the point to where it's sad that he makes the cut a little bit. 
and then he and have just to withdraw, have to withdraw, and see him limping around on the golf yes. course, and limp around and just not play good golf. Travis, you and me, we are golfers in the elusive sense of the word. Yeah, weekend golfers for sure. But eight over through nine for a professional is not good. Especially at the uh, level that Tiger was. Especially the greatest golfer of our generation. Mm -hmm. And I don't want to get to the point where 10-year-olds, we'll say 10-year-olds, remember this Tiger. This is the Tiger they're going to remember. When we talk about how great Tiger is, they're going to be like, you mean that guy who hobbled around and withdrew from every major? Yeah. That guy was great and a trendsetter. Mm-hmm. Like, right. you're in the Hall of Fame, Tiger. Like, just, right? Like, are are we to that point now? I feel like it's old yeller. Like, <laughs> are we going to have to be the ones to take Tiger behind the barn? Because he I won't mean, do it himself. He reminds me of Ric Flair, Travis. There's a lot of comparisons that I can make. He to, doesn't uh, know when to quit. Yeah, another uh, sports entertainment uh, comparison that I would make Brother. is kind of like, uh, eh, I thought one of my first thoughts was uh, Undertaker yes. of trying yes. to search for the perfect ending yes. and uh, not really finding that. Well, we had the perfect ending in 2019, mm-hmm. but then you come back and you, you're not really, like you said, Tiger's legacy is, is what it is. It's I'm not going to say that it's going to tarnish it by him coming back and after withdrawal from these tournaments and whatnot. But, uh, yeah, it is kind of getting to that point of uh, being kind of sad yeah. uh, to see uh, someone like this and someone that's uh, revered by everyone in golf and whatnot. And I think I can't remember what round it was, whether it was in the first round or second round on 18 where he kind of had that awkward stance and yeah. he had his, like, right foot in the bunker mm-hmm. and whatnot. And, uh, you know, I heard um, – Mr. Collins on uh, first take this morning talk about he was watching in the clubhouse with uh, some golfers and they're like, ooh, don't do that. And uh, they were all kind of waited on bated breath on him hitting that shot because of just how bad his leg was yeah. uh, there. And then he could have just took a layup shot there and hit it like the opposite handed, uh, but he didn't. So that kind of spelled doom for the rest he of the tournament. Wants, and probably hurt his leg doing that. He wants to be that Tiger from 01. And here's here's the thing, and I think again, I was watching the coverage, and and Mike Tirico and and the guys from the Golf Channel were doing. His swing is still there. That's the problem. He hasn't lost his form. He hasn't lost that. It's his body that's giving out on him. Yeah, it's the walking around. It's his body that can't take it anymore. Mm-hmm. But the mechanics, the knowledge. The skill, it's all still there for Tiger. The body can't handle it. Yeah. And and I think that's why he keeps going is because he knows he can still do it, but his body is not letting him. Right. Wasn't it that one tournament, one of the tournaments that he was in, whether it was the Open or the PGA Championship or maybe the Genesis, uh, people asked him if he could win the tournament, and he was like, yeah, yeah, I can win. He still has that competitive fire. He still wants to win. But you have to know when your body is giving you the signals. Yeah. Like, we would both of us have said on the record, Michael Jordan, greatest basketball player of all time. Mm-hmm. But he knew when he was with the Wizards, my body is not what it was, and I can't do this. Right, yeah. 
the greats know. They know when their body can't handle what it is that they're asking them to do anymore. Mm-hmm. It's It reminds me of, I can't remember the movie now. I'm drawing a blank. Probably draft it because everyone knows the my mini, favorite. The mini movies but, that you've seen. Yes, clearly. yes. But it's, there's a line in the movie that says, we all get to play the game. Oh, it's from Moneyball. We all get to play the game until either someone takes it away or a body tells us it's time to go. Mm-hmm. And everyone is told that at some time, some earlier, some later. But everyone gets told. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's where Tiger is. Tiger, your body is telling you it's time. Because, again, you had Augusta in 2019, like you said. That was a scene. Like, yep, that was roll the- credits. Done. Yep, walking off 18. Okay, Charlie you don't want it to be there. All right, fine. You came back and competed at Augusta after your accident where they thought you were almost going to have to amputate your leg. And credits. Nope, okay. You walked across the bridge and you had a moment at the open. Yes, I know you didn't make the cut, but you had that moment where you paused going across the famous bridge on a course that you said is the birthplace of golf that you worked so hard to get back to. And credits. Nope, that's not good enough either. He doesn't know. And it's sad. Yeah. It's definitely trending towards that direction, uh, for sure. Like, I don't want him to be that. Like, you know what I mean? No. I don't want him to be, you know, a a Fred Couples or a Gary player who's just out there to be out there and make the cut and just be happy to make the cut. Your Tiger Woods. Mm-hmm. The greatest golfer of our generation. Mm-hmm. Greatest golfer Top, ever. Yeah. I, I, I'd still put Jack one. Tigers two. For sure. Okay. Jack has more majors. But still, you, you would arguably be one or two in most people's books. Sure. Definitely. Don't do this to yourself. We don't want to see you hobble around the golf course for th- three days. Yeah. And not only that, but you're you're taking a spot from someone who could be there, who would play the whole weekend. Yeah. That's I guess the other thing. That, Especially so. the way he got, he made the cut, and then he couldn't even finish the third round. It's like, you got gifted being there, and then you couldn't even make it through nine holes the next day when yeah, everyone was... who missed that cut would gladly play nine holes. <laughs> Yeah, I was uh, really worried about the the weekend and having to play a lot of golf. And uh, sure enough, he he makes the cut, and then he has to uh, withdraw. But yeah. uh, John Rahm wears yes. the color green. The green jacket is his uh, for the next year. So congratulations to his uh, second major yep. and uh, the world uh, number one, John Rahm, getting it done. At Augusta for 2023. All right, so uh, let's move on and let's move on to uh, some uh, local sports, baseball, and uh, softball coming at you up next. The starting lineup from 98.9 The Game Studios. We'll be right back. If you served in the Vietnam, Gulf War, or post-9-11 eras, you may be eligible for expanded VA benefits. A new law, known as the PACT Act, provides disability compensation, health care, free toxic exposure screens, and more to veterans who were exposed to toxins during their military service. You can submit a claim for your PACT Act-related benefits now. 
claims received by August 10, 2023 may be paid back to August 10, 2022. Visit va.gov forward slash PACT to learn more and file your claim. You can't see the future, but you can prepare for it. With the universal life policy from Pekin Life Insurance Company, you'll have guaranteed death benefit protection with the potential to build significant cash value for later years. Request a free quote for universal life insurance at pekininsurance.com and in Effingham, contact Tingley Insurance at 217-342-3637 and we'll go beyond the expected for you. Steve here at Effingham Tire and Auto Center, ready to shake off those winter blues. Steve, I've been counting down the days until I leave for family vacation. We know with warmer weather comes road trips, vacations, and running the kids. Mom taxi coming through. I'm here to remind you that at Effingham Tire and Auto Center, we can change your oil, check your AC and tires, test your brakes. There's no job too big or too small. What about evening appointments? I typically work late. No problem. We're open until 11 p.m. Monday through Saturday. Did you say 11 p.m.? What about Firestone Tires? Yes, we've been your local Firestone Tire Center for over 40 years. Effingham Tire and Auto Center is locally owned and operated. Give us a call at 217-347-7718 or stop in today and check out our newly updated showroom and talk to me, Steve. It's settled. I'm going to Effingham Tire and Auto Center, my hometown car care specialist. Get in zone, AutoZone. Welcome to AutoZone. Ah, is your check engine light on? The free fix finder service reads your check engine, ABS, and maintenance lights. It even sends a detailed report directly to your email. When you need to get back on the road, AutoZone's free fix finder service is here. Get the most complete free warning light report backed by technician verified fixes. Only at AutoZone. Get in zone, AutoZone. See details at AutoZone.com. Wait, aren't these all charitable donations? At Magda's Tax Prep, every person counts. Not have to file for an extension. She needs new auditors to maximize returns on her family time. Hey, can someone help with these 1099s? Indeed can help her hire great people fast. I need Indeed. Indeed you do. Our hiring platform instantly connects you with quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job description. Visit Indeed.com credit and get $75 towards your first sponsored job. Terms and conditions apply. Tens of thousands affected by the toxic water at Camp Lejeune are left with death, cancer, Parkinson's, dementia, birth defects, and other serious illnesses. And along with the harm, so many worries. My family drank the Camp Lejeune water. What if our health gets worse and we need more financial help? How do I protect my VA benefits and get the compensation I deserve and need? The answer is simple. Call James Harris Law, the experienced, trusted law firm that can get you significant compensation while protecting all your VA benefits. We're already fighting for hundreds of Marines, families, and civilians who drank Camp Lejeune water. But if you miss the deadline, you could forever lose your right to the justice you deserve. So call our Camp Lejeune legal helpline now. Now may be your last chance to receive full compensation. Don't delay. Call 800-297-5533. 800-297-5533. And now. I have the Cowboys and the Packers in the NFC Championship. The last time the Dallas Cowboys made it to the Super Bowl back in 1995, they took out the Packers in the NFC Championship game. So, history will repeat itself. Cowboys moving on to the Super Bowl. 
the starting lineup. Oh, my God. It's all going somewhere, Travis. Just just go with me. The Cowboys. Yes. Yes. Oh, it's all going geez. somewhere. Oh, my. On 98.9 The Game. Back in to the uh, starting lineup here on 98.9. Travis Sparks, Eric Fry, hanging out with you. Let's talk some uh, local uh, sports from uh, Friday and over the uh, weekend. Let's uh, start off in uh, Friday's action. Let's run uh, through this as it was Tatopoulos picking up the win over Flora 5-2-0-1. Shoes get three runs in the top of the uh, second to take a stranglehold of this game. Uh, Lawson gets the win on the mound for Tatopoulos. Six in the third innings, only giving up a couple of hits and strike out seven. RBIs, Jansen gets credited with a two here, and Seamer and Waldoff, the other RBIs for Tatopoulos in the Friday victory. They would play two on Saturday with Salem, but uh, we'll check in on that coming up here in just a second, bub. Uh, let's go through through some other ones. As uh, Nioga, they defeated uh, OPH 5 to uh, nothing here as it was Sheehan getting the win on the mound for Nioga. He goes uh, four innings, only giving up four hits and a strikeout of two. And he also gets credited for an RBI, and so does Richards for Nioga. It was a South Central over Carlisle by the final of a 10 to 2 here as South Central kind of picks up runs late in this one. A four in the fourth and a three more in the sixth to get a win there. Uh, Smith gets the win on the mound for the Cougars. He goes six innings, only allowing a two runs and a strikeout of seven. As offensively, it looks like Magnus had a couple RBIs, and so did Montez have two RBIs as well for South Central. It was West Vigo getting the win over Newton, 20-4, to and it was Wednesday's two straws defeating Casey. By the final of a 15 to a 3 here as cricket numbers all over the place for Windsor Stu Straws as Windsor picked up 6 in the first and 5 in the second inning as well. Jordan Wittenberg, he picks up the win on the mound. He only goes 3 innings, giving up 3 hits and a strikeout at 2. And Gurgle comes in to throw the final 3 innings in relief. Uh, there as it looks like it was uh, Jordan Woodberg also picking up three RBIs at the play as well and uh, so did Bridges as well uh, Manhart also picks up two RBIs for the Hatchets as well in the win uh, Parcel gets hit with the loss there for Casey it was Lincoln over Limestone six to four Lincoln Prairie is Cumberland all over Tri-County ten to nothing Arthur squeezes by Arcola six to five Oka Valley over Cerro Gordo 22 to one Argento over Heritage, 11 nothing. Sullivan over PBL, 6-4. Eastland over Tuscola, 17-2. It was a Vandalia over Staunton, 6-1. Piasol defeats Hillsborough, 11-1. Carlisle wins over Pena, 9-1. And Gillespie over Litchfield, 10-2. In softball on a Friday, it was a Newton getting the win over a South Central here as Collins picks up the win in the circle uh, for Newton and uh, Webster gets hit with the loss 
there as offensively uh, Kurtz leads the way up for Newton and Odell also has three RBIs and Martin sent one over the fence as she had a homer and an RBI to help Newton get the win over the Cougars. It was Cumberland over Heritage 22-8, Villa Grove over Arcola 6-2, Arthur over Okaw Valley 10-1, Argenta defeats Saragordo 19-0, Blue Ridge over Tri-County 13-5, and it was Staunton over Vandalia 13-3, Piasol over Hillsborough 11-1, Carlinville over Pena 5-2, Gillespie defeats Litchfield 5-0, and North Mac over Greenville 10 to nothing on a Saturday. Like I mentioned, the top plus had a, a doubleheader with uh, Salem as uh, Salem took a one game of four to a three as Salem off and running in the top of the first score three runs in that inning and they would hold on for the victory. Wooden shoes runs come in the first, fourth, and a fifth. For their three runs as we had uh, RBIs here by uh, Niebergi and Jansen as well. Gets credited for the RBIs. Waldoff takes the loss. Five and two-thirds innings. Giving up six hits, four runs, three walks, and a four Ks. Nix gets the win for the Wildcats. Six and a third innings. Giving up eight hits, three runs. None of them were earned, though, but strikes out 11 shoes of batters. And then in the other game, it was topless victorious over Salem. 10 to 2. Nine runs in the bottom of the fourth gets the win for topless here. As RBI's Thompson gets credited with a couple. Gaddis has three. Repke, Waldoff, Niebergi gets credited for RBIs there. And Niebergi gets the win on the mound. Four innings, three hits, couple runs, three Ks. And a Seamer comes in and pitches the final three innings for the Shoes. And it gets the win, or splits, the doubleheader there with Salem. It was Altamont all over Fairfield by uh, two touchdowns here, 14 to uh, nothing, as Altamont had a couple of runs in the first, three in the second, but they break it open there in the fourth, seven runs there in the fourth to uh, get the win, as it was only one hit by uh, Fairfield uh, there as Elam goes all five innings and uh, only giving up that one hit and a uh, walking three and strikeout seven as well. He had uh, three RBIs there by uh, Robinson, a couple RBIs there by Earhart and uh, Kaden Miller as well, and uh, two RBIs by Cornette as well for Altamont as they were a big winner there over Fairfield on a Saturday. It's also a Neoga victorious over, um, let's see, a Tri-County, 18-2-3. And it was also uh, Neoga uh, getting an 11 spot there in the uh, fourth inning to break things open there. Uh, Hennessy gets the win on the mound for Neoga. We had uh, Custer pick up three RBIs and uh, Richards also with three RBIs and Stazak. Gets three RBIs as well to pace the tack for Nyoga. Obviously, a lot of RBIs sprinkled out there with 18 runs across the board. Mm-hmm. It was Nyoga over Red Hill, or Nyoga was North Clay over Red Hill, 6 to 2. Uh, South Central, uh, they had defeated uh, uh, Bree Central by the final of 5 to 4. As it was uh, South Central getting runs there in the third and are the fourth and fifth innings to get the win. Dotson gets credited with 
the win on the mound there for South Central in uh, this one as he also picked up an RBI at the plate as well. And it was also a South Central getting the win over Casey as well in this little uh, three uh, meet that they had. Three teams facing off with each other. South Central 17-0 over uh, Casey. And Benera gets the win on the mound and a ton of RBIs sprinkled all over the place uh, there. Uh, but Benera, couple RBI or a couple home runs and six RBIs out of the dish leads the attack for South Central. And it was also Breeze Central defeating Casey 15 and 2 and nothing. So uh, Casey getting outscored quite a bit there against South Central and mm-hmm. uh, Breeze Central there. There's Lawrenceville getting the win over Robinson 12 to 9. Paris over Cobb Valley 7 to 3. South Vigo over Olney in uh, two games 16 to 5 and then 8 to 1. It was a doubleheader in uh, Muhammad as in the uh, first game it was uh, the uh, pitching matchup that uh, lived up to the hype here as it was FEM getting the win 2 to nothing over Muhammad Seymour and getting the win over Mr. Walters uh, there but it was uh, McDevitt who was uh, kind of the star of the show. But both of these guys struck out a ton of batters for McDevitt and Walters. Uh, McDevitt gets the win. He goes five and two-thirds innings. He walks five but doesn't give up a hit and strikes out 13 batters there as well. Uh, Harper comes in in relief and goes uh, an inning and a third, and he strikes out two batters, and he didn't give up a hit as well. So, it was a uh, no combined no hitter there for FEM picking up the win, even though uh, they did have five blemishes on the walks department uh, there. And then Walters on the other side for Muhammad, he went four and two thirds innings, giving up a couple of hits, two walks, and striking out eleven batters there. So uh, RBI gets credited here by uh, Harper as the only one as FEM scored a run in the second and third innings to get the win in a game number one in the highly anticipated matchup with a lot of important people in attendance there in Muhammad on a Saturday. A lot of scouts there for, uh, hey, they may have been there for Walters, but uh, could have stayed for McDevitt. Uh, there as he was impressive mm-hmm. for FEM. And then in the second game, didn't quite go so well for FEM as they lost 11 to nothing here as it was FEM uh, only scraping across one hit in this one. Uh, seven runs in the bottom of the fourth breaks this one open and only allows this one to go five innings. Uh, Bergman gets the win for Muhammad. He only gives up that one hit and uh, in four innings of work. He did walk four, but he struck out eight. Uh, four pitchers here were used by FEM, and it was uh, Hull who gets the loss. He only went a couple innings, three runs, and uh, four hits as well there for FEM as they split a doubleheader there with Muhammad. It was Charleston also splitting a doubleheader with Lincoln, eight to nothing, and uh, Lincoln went in eight to five. It was Shelbyville all over Cumberland, 16-1. Uh, Springfield Calvary Lutheran over Decatur LSA, 12 to four. Leroy over Arthur, 13 to six. Macon Meridian over Arthur Christian, 15-5. Payne over Macon Meridian, four to two. Nokomis, 22 to nothing over Central A&M. And it was Nokomis over Vandalia, 10 to nine in a close one. There in uh, softball, a lot of action there at the South Central Tournament. As uh, a uh, South Central, they got a win over Cumberland to start their first game of the day, 13-3. And they also won 13-3 over New 
uh, Athens to advance to uh, the uh, championship game there. It was Cumberland also getting the victory over New Athens 15-8. to And Robinson had uh, uh, victories over Woodlawn 12-1 to and 15 to nothing over Altamont. And that allowed Robinson to get into the championship game there as it was South Central taking their own tournament championship as they won a close one uh, there against Robinson by the final of 3-1 to one there to finish up quite a, a jam-packed day uh, there in uh, Farina uh, there as it was uh, South Central scoring all three of their runs there in the fifth inning to get the win. Webster gets the win in the circle for uh, South Central. They had uh, Garrett Webster and Michael picking up RBIs there for the uh, Cougars in uh, the win. It was also a Sullivan over a Dietrich 11 to one here. FEM, they sweep the doubleheader over Muhammad and softball side of things. They went eight to two and six to one over Muhammad. Mount Zion sweeps the doubleheader over Taylorville, 16, nothing and 17, nothing in game number two. Charleston splits with Lincoln 16-3, and uh, Lincoln won 4-3 uh, there. Let's look at some action going on today. We got a battle of the Indians. It's Altamont against Neoga there in Neoga. Waltonville hosts St. Anthony, North Clay at Sisney, Dietrich at Windsor, Stu Straws, CHBC at Ramsey, South Central at Odin, uh, Newton at Mount Carmel, Olney at Casey. We also have uh, Decatur St. Teresa at Mount Zion, uh, Charleston at Decatur Eisenhower, Cumberland hosting in Decatur LSA, and we have Pena, host, or Pena at Central A&M, Shelbyville at Nicomas, uh, Vandelia is hosting Lincoln Wooden Baseball. In softball, we got Altima at St. Elmo, Brownstown, St. Anthony at Shelbyville, North Clay, Clay City against Weber, Topless at CHBC, South Central at Weber, Newton at Mount Carmel, Olney at Casey, Hillsboro at FEM. We also have Cumberland at Blue Ridge as well in some tennis action as well. Mattoon at FEM, Newton at St. Anthony, Topless hosting Greenville, and boys and girls track and field, FEM. Is in at a meet there at Salem and Newton is in Olney there today. So I uh, did miss a couple of uh, scores there in uh, some games, but uh, you can check it out on our website, fmradio.com, and click it on the local sports tab uh, there. So uh, that was a look at local sports, saying weather looks to be a, a green light, a go, go, yep. go for softball and all the spring activities uh, there. And we'll be back tomorrow to report about all of them coming up here on the starting lineup. Though after the break, we're going to be hitting up on some Major League Baseball over the weekend. Coming up next. The starting lineup from 98.9 The Game Studios. We'll be right back. Imagine the possibilities with the Topless State Bank. This is Alex Walk. If you are buying a home, see us to get pre-qualified. When you're pre-qualified, the seller knows that you mean business, and that can save you thousands. If you're building a new home, we'll help you get started with construction loan customized just for you. Ask around and talk with your friends, and you'll see why so many homes start with a little help from Teutopolis State Bank and Teutopolis Sigel in Effingham. Equal housing lender and member FDIC. Easter season's upon us, and that means low prices on spring favorites are popping up all over. 
Get a jump on mowing with a fresh Rule King lawn and garden battery, just $24.99 with exchange. And mend those fences with the best. All Red Brand fencing products are over 10% off all April long. Finally, save $5 on Greenskeeper Secret Weed and Feed Fertilizer, now just $29.99 a bag. Stock up and save at RuleKing.com or your neighborhood Rule King. America's farm and home store. You might watch your bottom line shrink if you don't account for burglaries, on-site accidents, and other unpredictable misfortunes at your business. Pekin Insurance offers comprehensive business coverage that lets you focus on what's important, employees, profits, and peace of mind. Ask your local Pekin Insurance agent about commercial insurance products or learn more at PekinInsurance.com. In Effingham, contact Tingley Insurance at 217-342-3637 and we'll go beyond the expected for you. In 2020, Illinois had 270 motor vehicle accidents involving farm tractors or farm equipment. Five of these resulted in a fatality. Hello, this is your Effingham County Sheriff, Paul Coons. As we begin to see warm spring weather, farmers will be in the fields. As you go about your daily travels, remember, it only takes moments to overtake a farm tractor while you are traveling at highway speeds. Slow down and approach with caution when you meet a farm implement. Let's have a safe spring and consider the life you save could be your own. And now, is this really what we're talking about today? Because if it is, I'm going to leave. The starting lineup. Like, this is ridiculous. All right, (laughs) we'll get back on track. Sports podcast talking about phones. Give me a break. On 98.9 The Game. This is ridiculous. Give me a break. Eric Fry, Sports Center update. The Cardinals managed just six hits during a 6-1 loss to the Brewers at American Family Field. Cardinals are in last place down in the National League at 3-6. Steven Matz takes the mound for the Cardinals against the Rockies tonight. The Blues couldn't finish off a three-goal comeback attempt during a 5-3 loss to Minnesota at the Excel Energy Center on Saturday. Blues remain sixth place in Central Division with 81 points and a 37-36-7 and record. They host... Uh, the Wild on Wednesday night. St. Louis City SC is on a two-match losing streak following a 3-0 defeat against the Seattle Sanders at Luminance Field on Saturday. They dropped to second place in the Western Conference with five wins, no draws, two losses for 15 points. They host FC Cincinnati this Saturday. The Bulls crushed the Pistons 103-81 in the final game of the regular season at the United Center. The Bulls outscored Detroit 36-17 in the final quarter to take control of the contest. Zach Levine scored 17 in the victory. Marta Rosen had 16. Chicago finished the regular season as the 10th seed in the play-in round. They'll need to win two playing games in order to make the playoffs. They visit Toronto in the first playing contest on Wednesday. The Cubs gave up crooked numbers in the second and sixth during an 8-2 loss to the Rangers at Wrigley Field. Cubs surrendered four in the second inning and then allowed another three in the sixth. Cubs are four and four in the season. Drew Smiley makes his start for Chicago against the Mariners tonight. And finally, the Blackhawks. They got crushed by my crack in 7-3 on Saturday. Welcome back in to this starting lineup. Travis Sparks here. Eric Fry over there with the uh, Sports Center hits the playoff bound Kraken. That's, That's right. right. Going to uh, uh, crushing the Blackhawks. Yeah, seven to two. That's not good. I like to see it. Seven to three, actually. Uh, so uh, let's hit up on uh, some uh, Major League Baseball uh, from yesterday and uh, quickly recap uh, the uh, weekend. Uh, the Cardinals they took Saturday's game six to nothing. Uh, Nolan Arenado hit his 300th home run, but Cardinals lose, and uh, they also uh, sent Packy Naughton to the IL over the uh, weekend as well with a forearm strain there, mm-hmm. and then lose 
the series on Sunday, 6-1. to one. As uh, you can hear that Cardinal game against the Rockies uh, tonight on a 98-9 here. 6.45 will be the pregame show start with Colorado. The uh, Reds, they salvage a game in the series, but the uh, Phillies won the series. The Reds, they win this one 6-4. to four. Yesterday, it was the Red Sox sweeping the Tigers as they win 4-1 to one yesterday. As I'm telling you, Rays, 162-0. Here they come. They beat the A's, and they sweep the A's 11 to nothing. A's only scratching across one hit, and now the Rays are 9-0 on the season. Undefeated, here they come. Yeah, I mean they're going to be the rest of the rest of the season. One six two and up. Absolutely, here we go. Uh, the Yankees they win the series over Baltimore and they win thanks to Aaron Judge's two homers yesterday, five to three. Uh, the Pirates uh, they get a one to nothing victory over the White Sox and they also win the series. Is the Marlins a seven to two over the uh, Mets? As the uh, let's see if I can find up oh, the Mets did win the series though. Uh, the uh, Guardians they won in extras. They won in twelve innings, seven to six over the uh, Mariners. As it was. Uh, Seattle winning ended up winning the series though. It was the Astros over the uh, Twins of five to one. So the Astros salvage a game in the series. Uh, they avoid the sweep. The Rangers they avoid a sweep as well as they won eight to two over the uh, Cubs yesterday. Mm-hmm. It was the Rockies and Nationals splitting a four-game set, and it was the Rockies winning yesterday seven to six. Giants over the Royals here. It was the uh, Giants getting the win, and I can't find them here on this. Oh, nope, the Royals did win the series. It was the uh, uh, Blue Jays getting the win over the Angels, 12-11 to 11 in a 10 innings, so pitching optional uh, there, and Toronto wins the series. Mm-hmm. So the Diamondbacks winning the series over the Dodgers. What? Yeah, the Diamondbacks win over the Dodgers on Sunday, 11-2 to a 6, 16 hits there, and they actually took 3 of 4 against the Dodgers. That's crazy. And then uh, the Padres blew out the Braves on Sunday Night Baseball, 10-2. to And Nelson Cruz, the second oldest Padre to homer in a game. So uh, they beat Atlanta, and they win the series as well. Let's take a look at uh, today's action. We mentioned the Cardinals starting a series there in uh, Colorado. Uh, the White Sox are in Minnesota to take on the Twins. The Yankees are A's against Baltimore. Houston in Pittsburgh. Red Sox at uh, the undefeated Rays. Marlins, Phillies. Padres start a series in New York with the Mets. Reds, Braves. The Mariners come to Chicago to take on the Cubs. Mm-hmm. Royals, Rangers. Or Nationals, Angels. Brewers, Diamondbacks. And Dodgers versus the Giants. The rivalry game tonight. And uh, the Cubs, they got Drew Smiley on the mound. They're facing an old NL Central nemesis, Luis Castillo, for Seattle. Toes the rubber. And uh, Steven Matz takes the ball for the Cardinals tonight against the Rockies. So All still good in St. Louis, Travis? Still early? Oh, yeah. All yeah. is still good. Okay. Sure. Yep. All good. And so we'll uh, – Maybe explore baseball a little bit later in the week, but right now we got to close out the show talking about the top three moments from the sports weekend. So let's get to that coming up next. 
the starting lineup from 98.9 The Game Studios. We'll be right back. This is Effingham Fire Chief Brent Yoakum. We have all heard about home fires, taking lives and destroying all that a family owns. These tragedies remind us to double check for fire safety. The Effingham Fire Department says, make sure your home has properly installed and working smoke alarms. Replace the batteries each time you change the hour on your clocks. Practice a fire escape plan. Teach children never to hide if there's a fire. In case of fires, the most important thing to do is to protect life. Get out and stay out. For adults with moderate to severe plaque psoriasis who are candidates for systemic or phototherapy, now there's SkyRizzy, Rizenkizumab Rizza, a prescription-only 150-milligram injection. With SkyRizzy, three out of four people achieve 90% clear skin at four months, and SkyRizzy is just four doses a year after two starter doses. Nothing in me go hand in hand, nothing on my skin, that's my new Don't use if allergic to SkyRizzy. Serious allergic reactions and an increased risk of infections or a lower ability to fight them may occur. Before treatment, your doctor should check for infection and tuberculosis. Tell your doctor if you have an infection or symptoms, such as fever, sweats, chills, muscle aches, or cough, or if you plan to or recently received a vaccine. With SkyRizzy, you could achieve 90% clearer skin. Ask your doctor about the number one dermatologist prescribed biologic in psoriasis and visit SkyRizzy.com or call 1-866-SKYRizzy to learn more. And now, the starting lineup. The Memphis. Memphis. Turn around three of the Memphis. Oh, you made it at the Memphis. You made it at the On 98.9 The Game. Oh, you made it at the Welcome back in here to uh, the start of lineup. Only here on 98.9 for just a little bit longer. And we switch things over to uh, the uh, podcast. Still a lot more to uh, talk about there. The NBA uh, regular season is done. NHL closing out their uh, playoff playoff races. NASCAR pick them as well as that Illinois basketball news as well. Coming at you in the uh, pod. But first, before we get to the pod, we need to close things out here with the top three moments in the sports weekend. And now... It's time for the top three. Top three moments in the sports weekend in no particular order, but I'll start off with my number three, and we'll start off in the UFC, and that was Israel Adesanya KOing Alex Pereira and then closing the book on a six-year grudge against Pereira's child who made fun of him six years ago for getting knocked out by Pereira, and he... Closes out the grudge and makes fun of Pierre getting knocked out. So, uh, Sonya making fun of a child is my number three. All right, that's one way to put it. Uh, my number one we already talked about is the collapse of Brooks Kepka and Liv Golf. <sighs> I still say it's a win for Liv, though. It was a win for Liv overall, but Brooks. And that's what their thing is. Choked. It's a team. He choked. It's oh, a yeah. team and Liv. Yeah, but those were all, they were all on different teams, Travis. They were all different team captains. I guess so. so. They still wouldn't have won. That's true. 
And then uh, my number two here was in hockey in the uh, Frozen Four. The national championship went to uh, Quinnipiac, its first national title, and they win it in overtime over Minnesota just 10 seconds into overtime. So it was puck, draw, and into the net, basically. And then the party was on there for the first national title for Quinnipiac in the Frozen Four. Congratulations to them. Absolutely. Uh, my number two, and I'm sure you're going to talk about more later, so I won't say too much, but it's the history that was made on the NHL ice. It is not my number one. No. Oh, all right. Then the Boston Bruins set the record for most wins in a regular season. Cool. It's a record. Tampa Bay did it, and they lost in the playoffs, so we'll see. And the Warriors won in the regular season, I'm not season saying it guarantees that they're going to win everything, but anytime a record's broken, yeah, it's cool. It's cool. Uh, but I'm talking about uh, my number one. I'm talking about the history in minor league baseball there as the uh, uh, Rocket City uh, Trash Pandas. They threw a no-hitter, but then they lost the game. Mm-hmm. Seven to five. Yeah. Is that your number one? No, it's not. Oh, so I'll talk about it more. Yeah. They lost in the uh, seventh inning there. They gave up all seven runs, five walks, four hit-by-pitches, how do you throw a no-hitter but still lose the game? Very strategically, Travis. That happened in double-A baseball is the Angels affiliate uh, no-hitting the Reds affiliate Chattanooga Lookouts. My number one, Travis, it is history as well. And that is the Battlehawks making history, winning the first-ever overtime game in XFL history. Wow. First-ever Overtime game, Battlehawks won it yesterday. Making history. Yep. New overtime rules were debuted yesterday, and uh, yeah, Battlehawks won mm, over the Vegas Vipers 21-17. to Wow, so making history a yep. year yesterday in St. Louis. Yep. So, or I don't know if it was yesterday. It may have been Saturday. I remember seeing it on television. I think it was Saturday, was, yeah. When I was flipping through the channels, maybe that was a rain delay of the Masters. Mm-hmm. So, Hey, look at us. Yeah. History making top threes. Yeah, all around. Uh, <laughs> by the way, the XFL overtime gives each team three alternating attempts to convert two-point conversions from their opponent five-yard line to decide the winner in an extra period. So mm. there you go. It was the Battlehawks led by quarterback Nick Tiano because A.J. McCarron went out with a shoulder injury. Yeah. They went up 2-0, and uh, they walked away with the win. Hmm. How about that? There you go. Battlehawks winning overtime. Hmm. Didn't realize there was never been an overtime game before. Yep, yep. Hmm. Very interesting there. All right, uh, so uh, that does it there for the uh, top three again. We got more stuff coming up in the uh, pod, more national sports, and uh, that Illinois basketball transfer landing there in Champaign coming up for you in the uh, pod so stick around for that but coming up next here on espn radio is uh, fitz and harry enjoy and don't forget about st louis cardinal baseball later on uh, tonight out on the west coast against colorado 6:45 pregame right here on 98.9 we'll talk to you tomorrow and we'll talk to you in the pod thanks for listening to the starting lineup on 98.9 the game
Welcome into overtime of the uh, starting lineup. Travis Sparks, Eric Fry still here with you. And uh, coming up, we got uh, still a lot of stuff to uh, left to talk about. Got the uh, NBA, the final weekend of the uh, regular season. So mm -hmm. playoffs and matchups are set for the uh, play-in tournament. And we'll hit up on the NHL. As Eric mentioned, uh, Boston sent some history. Uh, this weekend and a NASCAR pick'em recap as well as uh, the uh, Fighting Illini news yep. as well for yep. the basketball team yep. uh, there coming up. First, before I get to any of that, is there anything on uh, sports in there yeah. that you want to uh, hit up on? The Pacers ended their regular season on a high note with a 141-136 win over the Knicks at Madison Square Garden. They finished 11th place in the East at 35 and 47. The Warriors dropped an NBA record 55 points in the first quarter, not half, quarter, on their way to a 157-101 route of the Trailblazers in Portland. Clay Thompson hit six threes to become just the third player in league history to make 300 in a single season. Thompson finished with 20 points. Steph had 26, who wrapped up the regular season at 44 and 38. Golden State is the 60 in the West, and they'll open up the NBA playoffs against Sacramento. The Pistons are searching for a new head coach. Dwayne Casey announced that he is stepping down from his head coaching position and will be transitioning to a role with Detroit's front office. 65-year-old Casey said it was his decision that he's, quote, excited to go to the next phase of his life, end quote. After a loss to the Chicago Bulls on Sunday, the Pistons finished with an NBA-worst 17-65 and record. Detroit made the playoffs just one of the five seasons with Casey at the head coach. Detroit made the playoffs? Where was I? Did that happen? In what, NBA? Yeah. Within the last five years, Detroit made the playoffs? I don't remember that at all. Maybe that was the bubble. Had to. It had to be the bubble. That's the only excuse I'll, I'll accept. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Uh, the Houston Rockets are also on the search for a new head coach. ESPN is reporting that the Rockets are parting ways with Steven Silas after three years on the sidelines. Houston has chosen not to exercise the fourth-year option on Silas's deal. The 49-year-old compiled a 59-177 and record. Mm -hmm. That's good, right? <laughs> Not quite. While leading Houston to its his first head coaching job, Silas says that he feels proud of his time with the Rockets. Mm. The Athletic reports the Rockets' early candidate for the position are Kenny Atkinson, James Borrego, Adrian Griffin, Nick Nurse, and Frank Vogel. So there's Ooh, that. Boy, plenty of questions surrounding their roster. The they're first, fine. Yeah, they're fine. Oh yeah, they're fine. In the first half of Minnesota's 113-108 win over the Pelicans on Sunday, Kyle Anderson and Rudy Gobert had an altercation that ended in Gobert punching Anderson. The Wolves sent Gobert home at halftime, and ESPN is reporting that Gobert could face a team suspension. Additionally, forward Jaden McDaniels punched a wall during the first half. He never returned to the game. ESPN reporting that McDaniels suffered a season-ending fractured hand. The loss leaves the Wolves shorthanded as they head to Los Angeles for a playing game against the Lakers. On Tuesday. Yeah, you know, teammates getting into it. It's taking yep. swings at each other. Yeah. McDaniels uh, punching a wall and then fracturing his hand. Everything's fine in Minnesota. It's great. And you're, and you're a playoff team. Yeah. And you're a playoff team. And you have to go to L.A. and take on LeBron and the Lakers. This yeah. per works out perfectly yeah, for LeBron. Yeah, perfect. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Probably told Rudy, hey, cause some trouble. I got a spot uh, for you on the Lakers next year. Cause some trouble. Yeah, uh, I, I guess it was like, you know, Gobert and Anderson were arguing about, um, you know, getting rebounds or uh, whatnot. And then someone said someone to shut the bleep up bleep. And that set Rudy Gobert yeah. off. And then he took a swing. Oh, boy. 
So, Star wide receiver Odell Beckham Jr. is back in the NFL in a social media post Sunday. The 30-year-old now sees signing with the Ravens. Reports say the deal is one year and worth up to $18 million. Beckham Jr. hasn't played in an NFL game since he suffered a knee injury in Super Bowl 56 as a member of the Rams in February 2022. Three-time Pro Bowler has played for the Giants and Browns since he was drafted in 2014. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but Baltimore Raven. Yeah, Jets losing out on uh, on a receiver that could, uh, could yeah help sway Rodgers. Jets losing out on a lot of things. Yeah. It seems like the <sighs> but, longer we wait, Travis, the less likely I feel. But then it's like Odell going to Baltimore. Lamar, I guess, is this something to say? Hey, you know. We're, Got a piece for you, Lamar. Hopefully you want to come back now. Do you think they try to do a Lamar for Rogers trade? I oh, Travis. Know. Travis. No, <laughs> I don't think so. The Pirates are being dealt a major injury to one of their key players as O'Neal Cruz yeah. fractured his ankle while colliding with catcher Sebi Zavala at home plate during the team's 1-0 win over the White Sox in Pittsburgh. The shortstop slid awkwardly into Zavala's leg while attempting to score an infield ground ball. Pirates first baseman Carlos Santana took exception to the play, which led to the benches and bullpens clearing. Cruz was hitting 267 in 37 plate appearances this season yeah i did see that i did see that you know kind of cruz was running straight down the line there and uh, it was kind of yeah. his fault but uh the catcher didn't no, really didn't. shouldn't have uh, yeah. said uh, yeah. any words to a guy that was laying there hurt right so um teams are asking if the cardinals will trade for the number three pick so there's that to keep an eye on for in the nfl draft and again i would love it if the Cardinals trade with someone who wants a quarterback, and Indy once again is left with nothing. Yeah. Love it. Um, the WNBA is adding charters for the playoffs and back-to-backs. So expanding their use of charters is the WNBA. And Will Zalatoris has a back procedure, and he's going to miss the rest of the golf season. Yeah, I did see that. He withdrew from the uh, yep from the Masters and then – and have surgery. Yep. Speaking of which, don't forget the WNBA draft is tonight. So, ready uh, for that. Yes. Don't forget about that. Why is it so close to the end of the like college basketball season? Like, I I guess it's because their know. their season's different. Like they play over the summer mostly, don't they? Yeah, I'm not sure when exactly. It's like we just got like I guess there's no combine or anything like that that they do for the WNBA. I guess. Yeah. So that's Sports Center. That's Sports Center. All right, so uh, let's uh, take a look at the uh, last day of the uh, regular season in the uh, NBA as the matchups in the uh, play-in tournament are uh, set, and uh, they will tip off tomorrow evening, so uh, we'll dive deeper into those. But uh, Celtics close out the regular season on Sunday over the 2014 76ers 134-105 over the Nets. Hornets 106-95 against the Cavs. Uh, Heat over the Magic 123-110. Pacers 141-136 over the Knicks. Raptors 121 over the Bucks 105. Rockets 114-109. Bulls closing out the regular season with a win over the Pistons 103-81. Uh, the Spurs beating the Mavs 138-117. And a lot of things about the Mavs are getting uh, kicked up today because they basically played Luka for 
uh, the first quarter mm-hmm. of the game on Friday just because it was a special uh, night there in Dallas. And then they decided to, hey, we're only a half game out and the 10th pick, the potential possibility of us keeping the 10th pick in the draft is more important than being a half game away from the playoffs. And uh, they end up losing by three to the Bulls on Friday and then get eliminated from playoff contention. So um, have fun potentially trying to re-sign Kyrie and have fun with the potential of getting that 10th pick. They're not re-signing Kyrie, Travis. I mean, I don't know what they're doing when, when they're punting on the season at the five-yard line. So Obviously, Luka is unhappy. You he says he's about, happy. I, of course he's going to say that in the media. What else is he going to say? I don't know. But I think behind closed doors, he is extremely unhappy. He has said it was fun. It is not fun anymore. Yeah, he did say that. He wants Kyrie out of there. You cater to Luka. Anything you can do to end this season early and just move on from this whole Kyrie mess, you do it. I guess so. Just just get them away from each other because it did not work. They are not re-signing Kyrie. He can go to L.A. and be with LeBron again. That Dallas is washing their hands. And I think, Travis, that is why you, you lose that game is because the only thing you have left is to try and get that 10th pick because otherwise you have nothing to stand for because you're not re-signing Kyrie. Like you just aren't. Maybe so. If then this, why don't you just go all in and try to win the championship this year? Then because they can't stand each other. I don't think they can stand each other behind closed doors. I think I it's not working. Their record was like what nine and thirty two with Kyrie and Luca out there together. I'm sure it wasn't quite that bad. Nineteen and thirty two. <laughs> that may be more like it. Okay. Either or way, that team ain't winning a playoff series. That team ain't winning a playoff series. There's no way. Well, there ain't no way now because they're out of the play. They're not even in the play-in, so yeah, we'll never there, know. There's no way it was going to win a playoff series. They, Those two on the court do not work. And we mentioned that when they made this trade. They're both ball-first points. You, yeah. you knew it wasn't – I think everyone in Dallas wanted it to work. Definitely. But you knew just looking at the type of players they are, that's not going to work. Yeah. And it didn't. And so I think mm-hmm. the best you can do if you're Dallas – Wash your hands. Move on. Man, it would be tough to be a Mavs fan and try to justify and justify that. But the other mm-hmm. thing, Travis, and we've looked this up, is you still have Luca for I think five more years. You he doesn't have, ask for a trade. I I think that's why you do this is to try and say, look, we're trying to get you a top ten pick to help you out. Because, again, if they don't get a top 10 pick, Travis, they have no draft picks this year. And I know everyone says, oh, well, you just go buy people. You have Mark Cuban. You can just go buy people. Exactly. That hasn't worked. People don't want to go to Dallas. Mm. Because, again, Luka is a ball first point. Yeah. I don't know. So, Luka on his own is great. He is another player, though, Travis, the more it goes on that I feel like he kind of reminds me of of like a, a Kyrie or a Russell Westbrook. You cannot win a championship without him on your team. I'm starting to feel that way with Luka. Nah. Yes. I don't think so. Luka's not the problem. His style of play is that he has to have the ball. 
and he has to do it all. There's a lot of players like that. I don't think it's. I don't think Luca's the problem. Yes, the uh, Kyrie experiment clearly didn't work, and it was a head scratching move to try to acquire a guy like Kyrie. Yes. So, uh, but any other you pair him with any other superstar, it would probably work out a lot better uh, than it did. So, well, we've tried the big tried man. Him. You tried Luca and Porzingis, that didn't work. You've yeah. tried now a, a, another point that didn't work. What what is the what is the player that Luca needs? Well, apparently uh, the player that Dallas needs is Jalen Brunson. Well, uh, obviously, because that's the one that got away. Yep, yep, that would have made all the difference this year. Apparently so, according to Dallas. Well, Dirk Nowitzki. I'm he's not coming out of retirement. He just went in the Hall of Fame. <sighs> Dang. The closest you're gonna get to that is if you can somehow find a way for the Nuggets to trade you Jokic. And that ain't happening. Ooh, there you go. That ain't happening. Jokic and Luka on the same team. That's dangerous. Maybe. If their styles mesh. I don't know. Yeah. They can both uh, assist to each other. Yeah. So, there you go. Like but I said, I'm just... Dallas has a long time to think about it because they're I'm not in. I'm just Mark Cuban's on the golf course way. today. Yeah, he is. I'm just starting to feel that way. I don't think it's too late. I, 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 I'm not saying Luca's the problem at all. I just don't know if he can be the one on a championship team. Yeah. Mm. That's – that's and, and, again, I also give him the benefit of the doubt because he hasn't had another superstar beside him. And we know in the NBA you have to have at least two superstars to be a championship team. Right. Yeah, to have a Robin. The Pistons of, o, of 05 are not walking through the door <laughs> being the no-name Pistons that no one knows. No. That's not happening anymore in the NBA. No. Really. If you're going to make the playoffs you're, and, and make a deep run, you have to have two superstars. And Luka in his whole career has never had two superstars on his team. Right. Yeah, but uh, two swings and misses there yep. from uh, Porzingis and uh, Kyrie. And Dallas is out. Of the playoffs. Uh, one team that is in the playoffs is the Thunder, as they're in the play-in, as they beat the Grizzlies, 115-2-100. So uh, you have a team that uh, the Mavs there acquired Kyrie Irving, so you thought that they were going to be all in for a uh, playoff push, championship push, and then they decided to punt on the season. Well, the Thunder, they were probably not looking to make the playoffs, but instead they find themselves in to the uh, play-in. So with all those draft picks that they had, they probably felt like they, they were good if they missed out on the playoffs. Well, hey, you're in. You're in the play-in tournament whether you want to be or not. Uh, the Nuggets, they beat the Kings 109-95. The Lakers were victorious over the Jazz 128-117. LeBron pours in 36 points to lead the Lakers. Clippers get the win over the Suns 119-114. And the Warriors all over Portland 157-201. And that pushes the Warriors record to 11-30 on the road this season. And that sets up their playoff matchup as they're already locked in the Warriors are going to match up with the Kings in the first round of the playoffs and the play-in begins on tomorrow as the Hawks will square off against the Heat and the Timberwolves will match up with the Lakers in the second game 
of the night on a Tuesday. And then on Wednesday, the Bulls are in action there across the border in Toronto to take on the Raptors. And the Thunder of Pelicans are on the second game of the night. Oh, boy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, Thunder are 40-42. and 42. The Pelicans are 42-40. and 40. Yep. So there you go. There's what you got. All righty. Mm. And, of course, the uh, – let's see here. Trying to get the uh, matchups. Uh, the uh, winner of the uh, uh, 9-10 between uh, Chicago and uh, Toronto will advance on to take on the loser of the Heat and Hawks game, and that will be on a Friday there. And then in the Western Conference, so the uh, winner of the uh, 9-10 game will take on the loser of the 7-8 matchup between the Lakers and uh, Timberwolves there. So that's how the uh, play-in works to see who's going into uh, the uh, playoffs and uh, the uh, other matchups. So it'll be uh, Denver awaiting the uh, outcome of the game, and so will Memphis awaiting the outcome of the game. So I was trying to pull up a legit bracket and see, see it, but it's failing me right yeah, now. Yeah, NBA's behind on that. You can uh, do the in a NBA playoff challenge. Are we going to do that? No, I don't think so. No? No. Everyone likes brackets. Yeah, for college. But not so much for the NBA? No, not so much for the NBA. Are we going to do one for the NHL? Mm, you can do one. I'll okay. let you talk about it. <laughs> okay. Uh, all right. So uh, we'll uh, wait to find out more information on the playoffs yep. when I can load the brackets. But uh, the NHL is starting their last week of the uh, regular season. Uh, a matchup from yesterday, the Bruins, they got the single season record for wins, and they did it by beating the Flyers 5-3. to And then the Avalanche also beat the Ducks 5-4 to in OT yesterday. And uh, we're basically at a, a stalemate there in the Eastern Conference as nothing has changed from uh, the weekend as uh, Panthers and Islanders still 91 points for the uh, one and two wild cards. Penguins trail by a point of the Islanders and the Panthers. And the Sabres have an outside shot, but they're pretty close to being eliminated as what they trail by six points in that department. Uh, there's only one playoff spot up for grabs in the Western Conference. It's the Jets and Flames battling for that last wild card spot. Jets currently have it now. They have a point, 91 points, and Calgary has 90. Uh, Preds still have an outside shot. They have they're down by three points in uh, that department. So, uh, playoff three playoff spots still up for grabs, and we got games tonight. Florida hosting uh, Toronto. We also got a Buffalo out of New York. Uh, the Islanders are in Washington. Then they got the Capitals. Winnipeg hosts San Jose, and Calgary hosts Nashville. There for the playoff, the important playoff matchups. Mm-hmm. Uh, implications there for the final regular season week of the NHL. And then one of the greatest playoffs begin the grind for the Stanley Cup begins next week. All right. So uh, let's move on. 
And uh, let's move on to the uh, Illinois news, the yeah. Illinois basketball news. Uh, we have a, a guy transferring from in-state from SIU. Yep, SIU. Marcus uh, Domask. Yes. Is transferring to the U of I. So six, how about that? Six foot six, two hundred fifteen pound forward. Uh, he was ranked number forty-seven in the uh, rankings of transfers. Now he has declared for the NBA draft, but he does have a year of eligibility left. Um, first team All Missouri Valley Conference selection this past season, averaged sixteen point seven points, uh, five point eight rebounds per game. Shot fit thirty-four point eight percent from three-point land traps. There you go. That's what we need. 87.6% from the free throw line. We need He's some shooters. Four-year starter for the Salukis. Played all, all 106 games. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you said that he keeps his uh, eligibility, but he's right here with a picture he's committed. So. I know, but he has entered the NBA draft. He declared for the NBA draft. So, obviously, he is he's coming to Illinois. Yeah, exactly. But You're not going to commit to Illinois and then go to the draft. As of this moment, he has not pulled his name out of the draft, Travis. That's all I'm saying. Hmm. Officially, he has not. He hasn't filed the paperwork to take his name out of the draft. And he's also Mr. Illinois or Mr. Wisconsin, Wisconsin. Yep. in basketball. He uh, In his career, Travis, he averaged 15.2 points at SIU while shooting 35.9% from three for his career all four years. That's there you go. what you need, right? We need some shooters. He also uh, had interest from BYU, Cincinnati, Clemson, Iowa State, Notre Dame, Pittsburgh, Wisconsin, and Xavier. Hmm. Also, uh, be on the lookout, just like uh, the Illinois coaches, like uh, Coach Bielema always throws up a uh, Bielema signal on uh, Twitter. Brad Underwood uh, tweeted out, oh, about 20 or 20-some minutes ago, great day to be an Illini. What do you say we keep these good vibes going? So maybe more yeah. incoming transfer news. By the way, the Damascus Illini. is, in addition to his three-point shooting, he's a good passer and a strong cutter, two areas where the Illini really stunk last year. So. See, there you go. Yeah. There you go. Things are looking up. Sure. And the good vibes are going to continue. we got more good news coming. Well, I know that uh, Coach Bielema is heading to uh, Kansas City for his first ever NFL draft. So, yeah, for, for uh, Mr. Witherspoon. Yep. Should be a high selection there. Yep. yep. So that's your U of I news. Uh, breaking news from a Woj that Rudy Gobert won't travel with the team to L.A. and won't play in the La- uh, against the Lakers on Tuesday in the play-in. I mean, it's just an extra ticket. <laughs> so Gobert not making the trip with the T-Wolves out west. Yep. So there you go. No oh. surprise there. No, no, not really. All right, so uh, let's get to uh, NASCAR, right? Yeah. NASCAR from this weekend in a NASCAR Pick'em Recap. Yep, on the dirt. On the dirt in Bristol as I tried to watch this race. Yeah. Emphasis what do you tri- think of it? On tried. There's a lot of cautions for it my was. liking. So I didn't I'm, really I'm like gonna it. I'm going to say it now, Travis. I didn't really like it. Uh, third year of the Bristol dirt. Stop. Just mm-hmm. stop. When these are supposed to be the best race car drivers in the world and they're spinning out all by their own. Yeah. I just stop. I and I, I mean, so how I, – I wanted to – I should have asked this on Friday. Yes. But, so how does the dirt work? Do they just put it over the – They put the, it over the concrete, the that's, concrete already, that's already there. Already at Bristol, yeah. So, you know, when it gets towards the end of the race, 
most of the dirt is well, no, they, gone by that point? They repack it and rewater it um, at every stage break. So instead of like during a normal race when there's a stage break, the stage caution, yeah. cars keep going around. Here, there's no live pit stops. Everyone gets under a red flag, and they allow the the then they come put a little bit more dirt, and they they water it, and they have some cars go over to pack it down tight so it doesn't go anywhere. So I still look like there was like mm-hmm. I don't want to describe them as like potholes or yeah stuff on the yeah. track. That's why you should be doing this at an actual dirt track. <laughs> yeah, I've seen. All right, I'm I'm one of two ways because I've seen a lot of the people in the NASCAR community saying enough, like quit this it's not working there's too many cautions there's just there it's just not working i've seen other people say well wait a minute we are being applauded in the motorsports community for having the most diverse schedule out there not only should we keep bristol on the schedule but we should add two or three more dirt races because right now the problem is is that these cars and these teams it's only a one-off race, so you can throw the points away for this race and not focus on it and not really um, care about it, whereas if you had two or three of them on the schedule, then you'd have to focus on it. You'd have to build a car for it. you have to spend some time and energy and getting these drivers to learn dirt and stuff like that. So I see it both ways. Like I see the argument both ways. Mm-hmm. Me, I, I don't like it being at Bristol. Right. Leave Bristol as a track that it is. Don't put dirt on it. But if you wanted to do a race in Eldora and a race at Knoxville, two traditional dirt tracks, and you wanted to do two races a year with that, fine. Are those tracks that can handle a NASCAR event? Oh, yeah. I mean, there wouldn't be pit stops, but there's not pit stops now. So that's not a big deal. I saw a lot of people saying, well, what's the point of pit crews then? There's no point in having them there. and No point in crew chiefs or anything like that. I I get that argument too. But if you're wanting, if NASCAR is wanting to be diverse, which if you think about it, you have super speedways, short tracks, intermediate tracks, road courses, street course, and dirt, as well as a little stadium coliseum and a track from... 30 years ago that no one thought we'd ever race on again that was in a decrepit state and falling apart that's now having the all-star race (laughs) like that's eight very diverse tracks types yeah so if that's what they're wanting to go for i get it then keep find a way to get to an actual dirt track Mm. but this this isn't working attendance was down this year compared to last year's race yeah, I saw that. It I, wasn't very crowded. It wasn't. It's comparable to what the spring normal Bristol race was doing. I also think doing it on Easter night's not right. That why would I, I'm not coming out Easter night as a fan to sit in the stands. Mm-hmm. <coughs> Saturday night, sure. Of Easter weekend, sure. But Easter day, yeah. Nah, I'm not coming out. And I think that's part of it. Until two years ago, Easter was traditionally an off weekend for NASCAR. They wouldn't race on Easter. Yeah. Now here we are racing on Easter. Mm-hmm. I get it. This is one of those the TV partners want it. Because if you're Fox, you want a live sports Sunday night of Easter because you're thinking families are together. They're going to sit around and watch TV together. So we want right. a live sport on there. There's no right. football. 
yes, there's baseball, but yeah, that's about it. That's about it. You know, wrap up of the Masters traditionally Easter weekend. You know, yeah, <laughs> yeah, but that's not going on at night. That's no, over, yeah. and the NASCAR race was starting by yeah. the time the Masters was finishing up. But the problem, I think, is that's what the TV networks are saying. And remember, that's what this is all about because the rights deals are coming up. The TV negotiating deals are coming up. Mm-hmm. Like, it's it's the talk of NASCAR. Every week we're talking about it. And the fact that the chase in the playoff formats was handed down to NASCAR from NBC. That's what they wanted, to get that Game 7 moment multiple times throughout the NASCAR season. Yeah. The TV networks are running NASCAR. Mm-hmm. And they're your partners, so you have to go with them. Yeah. So if they say, hey, we want NASCAR on Sunday night, and we want it to be something special that is out of the ordinary, then this is what they're going to get. Here's my concern about this, Travis. Let's say that Fox says, fine, you don't want to do dirt. Backlash hasn't been good. We still want something special on that Sunday night for Easter. Mm -hmm. Go to the Coliseum. Go to the Coliseum and make it a points-paying race. Because remember, there's already been talk of that. Yeah, And everyone in the NASCAR community is like, no, you can't do that. You can't do it for an exhibition race. The stadium at the Coliseum is fine, but you can't do it if it's, you know, a points-paying race. Mm-hmm. So I asked the NASCAR community, which do you want? Because yeah. I think those are going to be the two options. Sure. Either Bristol still on dirt or the Coliseum for points. Because it's still early enough in the season where it won't affect the football mm-hmm. going on the Coliseum. Yeah. I don't want any of it. Uh, n- neither for Eric. Neither. Is what he says. I don't want either. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I I didn't enjoy no. last night's race. I, I didn't either. So I, I think it's hard to pass. I think it's just not – it's just not – these cars are not meant to be on dirt. That's all there is to it. Like – yeah, these drivers and some of them are really good dirt drivers, but they drive dirt in sprint cars or late models or whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. Cars that are designed to be on dirt. These cup cars are not designed to be on dirt. Yeah. So Travis looking up tickets to the Chicago street race. I, I see. was going to say, yeah, it just popped up on my Twitter. And so I'm uh, researching tickets for July 4th weekend to the Chicago Head race. To Chicago. Hey, you go to a Cubs game before that, Travis. Are they in town? Yeah, they're in town that weekend too. I mean, I can see the chain smokers, the black, the black rose, yes. Miranda Lambert, Charlie Crockett. Hey, that sounds like a great time. Who? Hey, you know what? I doubt that you can get a ticket probably to this. Because I bet that this is going to sell out because this is going to be the only time this happens in Chicago. Hmm. Oh, yeah. You know, because we already talked about it. We've talked multiple times about what's what's going on there and how the city is not happy with this. Mm -hmm. So, anyways, Christopher Bell got the win. Congratulations to him. He did. He was uh, the best driver not named Kyle Larson, but Kyle Larson got taken out by Ryan Priest. I mean, just took out by Ryan Priest. So, uh, yeah. (laughs) Just took him out. Just took him out. He hit him earlier in the night. Whatever. Um, 
I'm tired of the lack of respect being shown by the drivers to each other. It's getting annoying. It's a come in an every week thing. Yep, it is. Every week. Every week. Well, he bumped me, so I had to take him out. But I can't say I took him out because I don't want to get a penalty. So yeah. instead, I just say, oh, just one of those racing things. Mm-hmm. Now, I will say most of these uh, uh, tickets include the two-day stuff for the yeah. Xfinity event yep. and the cup race as well. So there you two go. days two out of it. for the price of one. There you go. Uh, pick them. Mm-hmm. I went with Ricky Stenhouse Jr. Travis went with Daniel Suarez. Ricky finished fourth. Suarez finished 25th. So that's another win for me. Another um, loss for me. Now up eight to one on the year. Go figure. <laughs> it just isn't. This isn't working out this year. It just isn't. There's still a lot of time, Travis. Nope. Don't give up on it yet. Just not working out for me. Next week we're at Martinsville. I will, I need to do a better job of writing down who you have. I mean, I remember who I have. I just never remember who you have. Oh yeah. So. So that's where we're at with Pick'em, and we will pick our drivers on uh, Friday for this week at Martinsville. Mm. Hopefully a much better race than last year's Martinsville race. Ugh. Not it, good? It was the worst race I'd ever seen. Worst no passing, race. no bumping. Boring. Worst race. Hopefully this year's better. The new mm. short track package fixes everything, hopefully. Oh, uh, the new package. All right, so that will do it. That will wrap it up. Where are we at next? Right, that's where you said. Martinsville. Martinsville, yep. yep. So I'll try to bounce back at uh, Martinsville next week. So tune in to see if I can get another win. I oh, believe in you. Well, at least one person does, I guess. <laughs> so thank you for that. You're welcome. And also, uh, thank you uh, for listening. Uh, thanks for uh, downloading out there. And we'll be back tomorrow for more sports talk on the starting lineup until then peace out